Warning, this podcast contains foul language, sexual situations, and discussions of drugs and drinking. Yeah. Welcome Welcome to to Fuck Shakespeare. Shakespeare, a podcast for the Shakespeareanly challenged. And anyone who really enjoys some saucy dick jokes. Teachers, we might insult you a little bit, sorry. Okay, everybody, enjoy. I'm Erin. And I'm Diana. And we are back with episode 11. Tell them what you named it. (laughs) Well, there's a first line of one of the scenes that says the clock struck nine, but I'm going to call this one the cock struck nine. (laughs) As in, no. (laughs) Yeah, you'll see that if you see the written version of it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But these, we're going to do a couple short scenes that are the wrap up of act two. Right. We want you to get a full enough picture of everything um, so that we can move on to act three. Yeah. Where the shit hits the fan. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we did, you know, we jumped in with so much enthusiasm in the beginning that we did act two, scene four, but we didn't do the little piece after Mercutio and Romeo have their whole banter of jokes and stuff. We didn't do the little piece with the nurse. We ended it where the nurse came in. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd kind of like to go back and look at that because in the next scene, the nurse is going to take whatever she gets from this scene and go straight to Juliet with it. So it's an interesting to like figure out where she's coming from. Right. Do you want to talk about West Side Story since you've, there's a little, very nice little segue in there? Yeah, yeah. 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 So if you see the West Side Story version of the play, Anita is the character that is equivalent to the nurse, right? Right. And who is she in West Side Story? She's the lover of Bernardo, who's the brother of Maria. Yeah. Got that? <laughs> yeah. And Bernardo is the Tybalt character. In West Side Story, he's Juliet's quote unquote brother. Right. right. Instead of cousin. Right. And Anita is his fiance. Yeah. Of course, they actually position the scene so that Anita comes to talk to the boys after Bernardo has been killed, which is not where this happens. So the nurse in Romeo and Juliet is coming into the street looking for Romeo to tell him. Juliet says, yes, I will meet you to get married at nine o'clock. But in West Side Story, in West Side Story she's passing a different message. message. Yeah. And, well, she ends up passing a lie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's interesting because the nurse will be fibbing a little bit later when mm-hmm. we see her in Act 2, Scene 5. But so just to backtrack to 2-4, when the nurse comes in, she's looking for Romeo, and she says, If you be he, sir, I desire some confidence with you. And so then the boys take that out of, and they're like, ooh, the old lady wants to talk to you, Romeo. Right? Benvolio's like, ooh, she will indict him to some supper. And that's a purposeful malapropism, which is the wrong word. A malaprop is the wrong word. Yeah. Used on purpose. Right. Instead of invite. Yeah. Indict means like, ah, the old lady's going to come condemn you to come meet with some girl that you're supposed to probably get married to. Mm. Right. And Mercutio jumps right into it. Oh, I'm Mercutio? Sure, do it. Uh, you want me to? Oh, I'll be you Mercutio. You do it. Okay. Mercutio jumps right into it. A bud, a bud, a bud, so ho. So ho is a hunter's cry when he right. sees the hair. Right, <laughs> right. And you've heard, you've heard that before, right? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> let's go. And Romeo, what hast thou found? And maybe that's Romeo talking to the nurse. Mm-hmm. Like, well, he's trying to get a word in edgewise, but maybe he's talking to Mercutio. Um, and Mercutio replies anyway, no hair, sir. 
And I like thinking that maybe he ended up somehow in their scuffle, looking up the nurse's skirt and seeing like her old lady pussy then has no hair on but it she's anymore. Not an old lady. She's not That's an old right. lady. But... <laughs> anyway, but maybe maybe she's kind of hairless. That's possible. Could yeah, be. could be. But also, you know, with the hunting thing, he, yeah, so he's, no hair. He's running with it, and hair is also a slang word for whore. Right, um, because where he goes with this is no hair, sir, unless a hair, sir, in a Lenten pie. So Lent is a time when you're supposed to give up things before Easter, mm-hmm. and a Lenten pie would be one with no meat in it. So her pie ain't got no meat in it because nobody <laughs> wants to fuck this bitch. <laughs> He's so bad. He's mm-hmm. so bad. Unless a hair, sir, in a Lenten pie that is something stale and whore ere it be spent. So he keeps going with those. Yeah, and whore, whore, I don't know, you might have seen this if you have family members that plant things, but hoary is usually hairy or moldy. Moldy, yeah. H-O-A-R is moldy. So he's just emphasizing, ugh, old lady cunt. So <laughs> gross. And then he starts singing this nasty song. An old hair whore and an old Old hair whore is very good meat in Lent. So, like, if that's all the meat you have, old lady meat, then it's, you know, I guess we'll take it. But when times are good, but a hair that is whore is too much for a score. When it whores air, it be spent. So he's like, one old lady is too many old ladies for 20 guys if they're all used up. You don't want them. And then I picture them as like running around the stage and the nurse trying to beat them <laughs> with her, her umbrella or something. And Romeo, will you come to your father's will to dinner thither? And he finishes this by saying, farewell, ancient lady, 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 lady. The nurse is so pissed off and she's screaming after him. Scurvy knave, I am none of his flirt gills. I am none of his skeins mates. And thou must stand by too. And suffer every knave to use me at his pleasure? Yeah, so we forget that her little servant, servant Peter, is there. And she turns on him like it's your fucking fault that they beat me in the street. Well, she was probably beating them more than them beat her, but... Well, but they they, they said terrible things. Yeah, and he says, I saw no man use you at a pleasure. If I had, my weapon should quickly have been out, I warrant you. Now, if you remember Samson and Gregory talking about their naked weapon being out, Mm -hmm. that's what the groundlings are hearing, right? (laughs) He would have whipped his dick out if he saw some guy abusing you and jumped right in there. (laughs) I dare draw as soon as another man if I see occasion. Remember, occasion is a slang for pussy. So Shakespeare just throws this right in. The groundlings are probably already guffawing about Mm -hmm. the nurse and Mercutio having a good old chase all over the stage. And Peter just adds to that, yeah? Mm-hmm. And the nurse. Now afore God, I am so vexed that every part about me quivers. Scurvy knave. All of her parts. All of her parts. All of her parts are just quivering. So while all of that is occurring, Juliet is waiting, waiting for the nurse to come back from the market square. Can she go out? No. No. She Remember we talked about that. You, ha- you can only go out with a male relative when you're an unmarried lady. So she's not allowed out of her lovely palace. That's why they had gardens on the inside of Mm -hmm. palaces, right? Because girls were not allowed out. God forbid they got, you know, knocked up in the stairwell somewhere. (laughs) All right. So we are at Juliet's scene now. Oh, you want me to be Juliet? Yes, do do it. 
clock struck nine when I did send the nurse. In half an hour she promised to return. Perchance she cannot meet him. Well, that's not so. Oh, she is lame. Love's herald should be thoughts which ten times faster glide than the sun's beams. Wouldn't it be great if she could just text him, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, right. Romeo, I'll meet you. I'll yeah, meet right. you at nine o'clock. Right. Driving back shadows over lowering hills, therefore do nimble pinion doves draw love, and therefore hath the wind-swift cupid wings. Right. She's wishing for fast things, not this slow old lady. Now is the sun upon the highmost hill of this day's journey, and from nine till twelve is three long hours, yet she is not come. Had she affections and warm youthful blood, she would be as swift in motion as a ball. Right? If she was only young, and she felt what I feel, right? Right. She would roll at me fast. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to insult you for a second, but teenagers always think that nobody has ever felt what they feel. Just know that we have. We have, guys. Okay? Just saying, just saying. My words would bandy her to my sweet love and his to me. But old folks, many fain as they were dead, unwieldy, slow, heavy, and pale as lead. Oh, God, she comes! <laughs> so the nurse definitely heard that last whatever, right? And then Julia's like, oh, shit, she's here. Oh, honey nurse, what news? Hast thou met with him? Send thy man away. Yeah, so she just t- changes her tune completely, right? Oh, hello, my sweet, lovely nurse. Peter, stay at the gate. Now, good sweet nurse, oh, Lord, why looks thou sad? There's this embedded stage direction, right? So maybe the nurse comes in, but she's probably looking angry still. Yeah, I would her, think. Her abuse, right? Yeah. Though news be sad, yet tell them merrily. If good thou shamest the music of sweet news by playing it to me was so sour of face. I am a-weary. Give me leave a while. Fie how my bones ache. What a jaunt have I had, which is very true. I wouldst thou hadst my bones, and I thy news. Nay, come, I pray thee, speak. Good, good nurse, speak. Great, and that's a whole line of single-syllable words, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So move, really move, like, move, move, move. Hey, come. I spray these feet. Good, good. Right? Boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. It's like rapid fire. Yeah. Yeah. Jesu. And me- notice and remember, Friar Lawrence said that too, right? Yes. Jesu Maria. <laughs> so they're calling on Jesus to slow these children down. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesu, what haste. Can you not stay a while? Do you not see that I'm out of breath? How art thou out of breath when thou hast breath to say to me that thou art out of breath? <laughs> like, how can you say you're out of breath when you can tell me you're out of breath? Bitch. The excuse that thou dost make in this delay is longer than the tale thou dost excuse. Is thy news good or bad? Answer to that. Say either, and I'll stay the circumstance. Let me be satisfied. Is good or bad? So now who's speeding up the story? Mm. (laughs) That's you, Juliet. Heyo. Well... You have made a simple choice. <gasps> That's oh, not boy. in verse. Yeah. So now, yeah, so she's gone from ten beats to a line to <gasps> prose, mm. which is like regular speak. Mm-hmm. So why would she do that here? Why would she do that here? There's a couple of reasons, and I think we brought up prose just briefly. We did. We talked about status, and we talked about how some 
characters who seem lowly speak in this beautiful prose because their nature is elevated. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how other people who are elevated characters speak in prose instead of verse because they actually have lowly innards. Yeah. So or the, their nature is changed in some way. Yeah, or right? their nature like Hamlet, we brought up the yeah, yeah. madness. Yeah. Right? When Hamlet is either mad or pretending to be mad, you can make that choice as an actor. He speaks in prose, even though he's a prince. So here's the nurse now. She was speaking in verse mm -hmm. when she first came in. Mm -hmm. And now she's speaking in prose. She knows she has a message to deliver to Juliet. Maybe she's kind of dragging her heels about that message. Why would she do that? Well, uh, she could be enjoying the attention. Yeah. Right? Because right. people kind of dismiss her. And servants in general, right? And like, servants in general. But she's, them. you know, she's served as Juliet's mother, and yet she's still dismissed. Because yeah. she's not Lady Capulet. Right. She's nurse. Juliet doesn't technically have to listen to her. Right. Right. So maybe she's vying for Juliet's undivided attention. Yeah. But also, what will be the consequence once Juliet knows this news? Well, do you mean in the play or potentially? No, meaning immediate consequence. Like, so as soon as the nurse says to Juliet the very simple phrase, Romeo's waiting for you at Friar Lawrence's She's going to take off. She's going to take off, and then she'll be married. Oh, right. No need for nurse anymore. No need for nurses. Wow, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, the yeah. stakes are huge, huge, right? Yeah. Huge. What kind of job is she going to have in the Capulet household if she's not Juliet's nurse? There's no other child. Yikes. Yeah, so Yikes. for her, this is a very big turning point. Mm-hmm. So there's every reason for her to want to. So even though this is a comic scene, usually played as a comic scene, you got to keep that in mind. Like, the stakes are high. Wow. She's got a lot to lose yeah. here. And she knew it was coming because the very first scene, they're talking about who's Juliet going to marry. She knows it's coming. But here's the moment when she tells Juliet this thing. She's going to be gone and married, and it's over. Mm. So she's dragging her feet, right? <laughs> well, you have made a simple choice. You know not how to choose a man. Romeo, no, not he. Though his face be better than any man's, yet his leg excels all men's and for a hand and a foot and a body though they be not to be talked on yet they are past compare why is she talking about romeo's body uh, yeah, <laughs> she's me... probably thinking what they're going to be doing if she gets married right yeah right it's suddenly hitting her right he is not the flower of courtesy like he wasn't very nice, nice to, to keep his friend <laughs> from abusing me right but I'll warrant him, as gentle as a lamb. Go thy ways, wench, serve God. Oh, what? Have you dined at home? No, no. But all... <laughs> Blooper reel. <laughs> oh, no. But all this did I know before. What says he of our marriage? What of that? Lord, how my head aches. What a head have I. That's back to verse. Mm -hmm. She's back to verse, so this is back to herself. This is her complaining about her, right? Mm -hmm. It beats as if twould fall in 20 pieces. Oh, my back on the other side. Oh, my back, my back. Be sure your heart for sending me about to catch my death with jaunting up and down. In faith, I am sorry that thou art not well. Sweet, sweet, sweet nurse, tell me what says my love. 
Sweet, sweet, sweet. Oh, God, please. You're making me crazy. (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) Your love says, like an honest gentleman and a courteous and a kind and a handsome and I warrant a virtuous, maybe a virtuous, Mm -hmm. right? She's like, "Mm." so she's back to prose. Mm -hmm. She's drawing it out. Teasing and stretching out this moment, enjoying her power, mm-hmm. right? That would be her not being herself, being powerful. Right. She's never powerful. No, never. Oh, there's an essay. There you go. So she's drawing it out, and then she gets distracted. Oh, where's your mother? Where's my mother? Why, she is within. Where should she be? How oddly thou repliest. Your love says, like an honest gentleman, where is your mother? Oh, God's lady dear, are you so hot? Mary, come up, I trow. So hot, meaning impatient, mm-hmm. but also like Jewish storm. No, juicy up. Is this the poultice for my aching bones? Pfft, henceforth, do your messages yourself. I hear such a coil. Come, what says Romeo? What's a coil? Snake? Yeah, it's like a snake. It's like a fuss, right? Yeah. Something messy. Mm. Why is this such a mess? Why can't it be more straightforward, right? Have you got leave to go to shrift today? Remember, shrift is confession and absolution, right? So I... she's now suddenly asking her, are you allowed to go to church today? I have. Then hie you hence to Friar Lawrence's cell. There stays a husband to make you a wife. <gasps> Now comes the wanton blood up in your cheeks. Mm -hmm. So the wanton blood is the red blood, the blush, right? Mm -hmm. Wanton is usually the loose loose lady. loose lady. So she's like, oh, no, now you're thinking like one of those girls. They'll be in scarlet straight at any news. Your your cheeks are going to get redder and redder. Hi, it's church. I must another way to fetch a ladder by the which your love must climb a bird's nest soon when it is dark. (laughs) (laughs) What does a bird's nest look like? It's like sort of fuzzy and right round. It has a hole in it. It has a hole in it. (laughs) So it's bird's nest is slang for cunt. Yep. Whatever you want to call it. Fuzzy. So she, the nurse is going to go get a rope ladder so Romeo can climb up to the balcony and get in that way. Sneak get in, in that vulva. Yep, get in that bird's nest. <laughs> sneak in at night. And the nurse is like, I get all the unfun parts and you get all the fun parts. <laughs> I am the drudge and toil in your delight, but you shall bear the burden soon at night. Bear the burden, we talked about that or- that means having someone on top of you in bed. Yep, you're going to feel the weight of that man. Mm. Go all to dinner. Hi, you to the cell. Hi to high fortune. Honest nurse, farewell. And mm. they get to share their last couplet just like the friar and Romeo, Romeo. did. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So you can really tell how close these two people are. Right. And hi, like... hi, go. Hi. Hi to high fortune. So hi, go. To good fortune. Yeah, high meaning elevated, right? Yep. Yeah, she's going to be a wife and no longer a daughter. Mm-hmm. Thank God! She's going to have more power also, Ooh, right? Yes. But also she has the high to high, like, oh, 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 I'm so excited. Honest, Breath, right? Breathless. Yeah. Yep. Honest nurse, farewell. Finally, you told me the true thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! And off I go. Off I go. And I'm without a thought for you. Yep. And so she runs, runs, dashes out the door, off to Friar Lawrence's cell for 
to meet Romeo. And presumably they're going to have a wedding, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when we get to Act 2, Scene 6, we'll see that we don't actually get to see a wedding. Why would we not get to see the wedding? I mean, this is Romeo and Juliet, right? Because it's not about the wedding. It's not about the wedding. If it were a comedy... Then we, of course, see the wedding because comedies end in weddings. Yep. So if they're mentioning weddings right here in the middle and like right at the end of Act 2, the audience suddenly has a head up. Wait a minute. This isn't going to go well. (laughs) If the wedding's coming in the middle, this is not a funny play. It's been funny up until now. Yeah. We've been trapped. We've been duped. (laughs) I got a bad feeling about this. Oh, no. (laughs) So here they are, Friar Lawrence and Romeo standing, you know, outside the cell, like, oh, pacing maybe, you know, when's she getting here? When's she getting here? When's that damn nurse going to bring her that damn message? (laughs) So uh, you want to be the friar this time? Sure. So smile the heavens upon this holy act that after hours with sorrow chide us not. Yes, yeah, so she's like, I hope I don't fucking get in trouble for this. Yeah, right. The heavens are smiling, but you know, the parents might not. Parents, not so much. And Romeo's like, amen, amen. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but come what sorrow can, uh, it cannot countervail the exchange of joy that one short minute gives me in her sight. So, like, she just makes me so happy. I don't care. I don't care what happens. I don't care if my parents get angry, right? Do thou but close our hands with holy words, then love-devouring death, do what he dare. Ooh. He's just flinging that in there. Yeah, love-devouring death. Yeah. Ooh. There you go. Foreshadowing. It is enough I may but call her mine. And that might be all you get, man. (laughs) These violent delights have violent ends. And in their triumph die, like fire and powder, which, as they kiss, consume. The sweetest honey is loathsome in his own deliciousness, and in the taste confounds the appetite. Therefore, love moderately, long love doth so. Too swift arrives as tardy as too slow. Yeah, I think he brings in the honey, like, so we fire and powder, right? Yeah, boom. Yeah, boom. You know, they go yeah. up like, you don't want those two things together. And honey, like you don't eat honey in giant gobs and spoons, right? Because right. it's too much. You because it makes it you little, feel sick. Yeah, you take it a little bit at a time. That's how he's asking Romeo to take love. But yeah, love moderately. Long <laughs> love, love, love yeah. doth so. Yeah, try to take it easy, yo. And then Juliet comes running in. Here comes the lady. Oh, so light a foot will ne'er wear out the everlasting flint. A lover may bestride the gossamer that idles in the wanton summer air, and yet not fall, so light is vanity. Yeah, so the gossamer is like uh, a filament of spiderweb, right? Mm -hmm. And so lovers can even walk on spiderweb because their steps are just so light. So light. They're walking on air, right? That's the walking on air, you know, picture that we get of lovers. But he ends with the word vanity, which is interesting. Well, because he's a a friar. Yeah. He has to remind people that, like, whatever happens on this earth is nothing compared to the joy of being in heaven. Yep. 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 And Juliet runs in. You can do her, too. Oh, okay. Good evening to my ghostly confessor. Romeo shall thank thee, daughter, for us both. As much to him, else is his thanks too much. So this is the first time Romeo and Juliet... Boz Lerman notwithstanding, this is the first time they actually are in proximity to each other since that dance. Right. When they touched and it was so electric and so exciting. Right. So here they are and like they want to hear from each other how much they love each other. Right. right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So Romeo, ah, Juliet, if the measure of thy joy be heaped like mine, and that thy skill be more to blazon it than sweeten with thy breath this neighbor air. So he's like, if you have better words than me, then just say them, tell me how much you love me, right? Mm-hmm. And let rich music's tongue unfold the imagined happiness that both receive in either by this dear encounter. Tell me, tell me, tell me how much you love me, right? In seat more rich in matter than in words. Brags. Let's try that again. Conceit more rich in matter than in words brags of his substance, not of ornament. Yeah, so conceit, like conceiving how to talk about love, right? Yep. Is more about like, you know, is more about like something that you can touch, substance, right? Mm -hmm. But love is not that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how to talk about it. Right. But then she gives gives it a good old go. They are but beggars that can count their worth, but my true love is grown to such excess, I cannot sum up some of half my wealth. What? I cannot sum up some of half my wealth. Yeah, I can't even tell you half as much as I love how much I love you. Yeah. It's so huge. Yeah. So it's interesting that it's in terms of money. Yeah. Right? Excess and sum, S-U-M. And right, wealth. I, yeah, right. Sum up, some both are both sums are S U M. And Friar Lawrence is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, come, right. come with me, and we will make short work. For by your leaves, you shall not stay alone till Holy Church incorporate two in one. I'm not leaving you alone until you're married, because I don't trust you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get you kids married, mm. shall we? Mm-hmm. I don't know why I keep reverting to this country folk. But. <laughs> <laughs> so off they go. We don't get to see that little wedding. Nope. Because it would be... Anticlimactic. Yeah, and it would be a highlight of the plan. It's not meant to be because there's other things that are coming that are so much bigger. Yeah, death and death and death. <laughs> and some more death. And pretend death. And pretend death. But oh, let's not spoil oh, that. spoiler. Let's not spoil that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. So, act two. We're at the end of act two, and... Next, the shit hits the fan. Hits us, it's, it's the fan. I talk good. Yeah. She's mm. so professional. Mm. Um. Yeah. So, next up is act three, and all the craziness. And then we have a very special uh, episode 13 for you guys, where we're going to have an interview with a teacher. Yes. <laughs> a teacher. Um. <laughs> Our friend Liz, who is a wonderful, wonderful teacher, and she's going to talk about her experience with uh, Romeo and Juliet in the classroom. And that'll be really great. So, episode 13. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. So, I'm Erin. And I'm Diana. And this is Fuck Shakespeare. For additional fun shit from Fuck Shakespeare, you can head to our website at fckshakespeare.com. Or find us on Instagram at fckshakespeare. If you are enjoying this podcast, you could support us for as little as 99 cents per month. Just click the support button on the page on Spotify or Anchor. Tell your friends. 